At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Welcome to <laughs> welcome to uh, the morning DNA. I am Aaron, the man of a single black shirt. She is Danae Hughes, the woman of a million distractions. We're here to find out what July twenty sixth is made of at its core, in its substance, maybe like its DNA. You might say uh, wow. that's what we do every wow. day here. Uh, yeah, a Welsh greeting this morning uh, from Lolly. Well, everybody knew it was Welsh. That's common knowledge. Nobody had to Google that instantly to figure out what it meant. <laughs> no, certainly neither of us had to Google it. You know, no. we, certainly neither of us thought, is she calling us boring? Boredom? Um, yeah, I know. <laughs> boring DNA. Yeah, probably sometimes. Most some maybe. Uh, Jacob says Welsh seems like such a cool language. I agree. I agree. Well, let's yeah. all go to Google Translate and figure out other cool stuff to say. I, I, yeah. How you doing in Welsh? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, what is it? I mean, I just started Googling. Give me a sec. Um, I'm getting like videos, educational oh, videos. See. Oh, I see. I see. Uh, so, Suviti? 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 What? <laughs> What? Sous-vide? Sous-vide? Cooking sous vide? Uh, we can do this here, all okay, morning. Okay, listen, here's what it sounds like from the mechanical man that's speaking to me in my ear. You ready? Well, sweet it to you as well. Um, <laughs> uh, that's how you doing to you too. <laughs> how you doing? How you, you doing? Mm-hmm. How you doing? Uh, how are you doing? How was your weekend? Uh, it was action packed. How was yours? Yeah, um, it it was it was an interesting weekend for me yeah. because I there's so much, and we'll talk a little bit more about this in the topics. But there's so much I want to watch uh, on TV right now with the Olympics going on. So I find myself like just like watching the most random sports stuff. And so, yeah, because it was of the Olympics. because of the Olympics. And Gee, I'm like, I, I should what your be topic watching. Is gonna be. I should, I should watch a movie or something instead. And it's like, but this, this table tennis is so fascinating. See, mine was really so. boring. Uh, I, I got Google pixel earbuds recently mm, yeah. and they have not been working for me for multiple Aww. reasons. One, they fall out of my ears really easily. Even if I add the different attachments, it's just, they don't, they don't like my ears or my ears don't like them. Yeah. I haven't decided. They're arguing. All ears are different. All yeah. the time. So yeah. I was like, okay, okay. I just have to work that out. But then the right one stopped working entirely, like the mechanical part of it. So every time I want to use my Pixel earbuds, I have to completely reset them uh-huh. and then reconnect them. 
and then they work for about 10 minutes and then the right one goes out again. So I've been in communication with Google about this because obviously that's not cool. And I always keep my boxes, but for some reason I just haven't located the box and I had to get like my, the number, the, the, the serial number. Y'all, it is the smallest number I've ever seen on anything <laughs> in my entire flipping life. I can't, like, it is, it's the tiniest little lettering up in there. How am I supposed to see that? I mean, I can't see it. I had to take a picture of it and then zoom in. And zoom, yeah. Because that's clever. And then um, I was just receiving a lot of correspondence like, could you send that to us again? I'm like, listen, help me figure it out. If it's an I and it's not working, try an L. Try a one. <laughs> Let's all figure this out together. Is it a zero or an O? One may never know. Uh, and then I had to do the thing where I was right outside the window of getting just either a, uh, like a refund, like a full refund. Right. So they said, well, we can send you some new ones. Or we can give you store credit instantly. I thought, okay, let's go look at the store. I don't want anything else from the store. I went and looked yeah. at the whole store. I'm like, I just don't want anything. I was thinking about the gaming system, mm-hmm. Stadia. Stadia, yeah. But I don't, I don't, I don't play. I don't sit down and play games like that. I play a very specific game right now that I'm gearing up to start streaming, and that's like all the time I have is, and I don't want to like a brand new gaming system. So, yeah. I, I anyway, that's I. I it's not my elder eyes before anyone starts giving me crap and chat it is just the smallest freaking letters you've ever seen it could be a combination that is the smallest letters you have ever seen i was it's true i was happy i had an eye appointment last week it's craziness and the optometrist said that my eyes were very stable for my age she was like it's really surprising how stable your eyes are i know uh, i know where you're going and i just i just always think you know guys look drink a gallon of water a day everything 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 will be okay everything is about water water. if if your body is in good good shape it's because of the water water and sleep i really do think those are two two of the main things but um but yeah so i was like cool she was like also you have really long arms I was like, what does that have to do with anything? She's like, it means if your eyes do start going, you actually probably won't need bifocals for a while because you can hold your phone out further than most people. (laughs) Wow. Meanwhile, over here, I went to the optometrist recently Mm -hmm. and she was like, oh, we can go ahead and start putting the transition lenses for you. And I was like, Mm -hmm. already? (laughs) I used to work at a bead store. Um, so people would come in and there was just this, these tables that had all these tiny little square, uh, containers and inside every square container were, uh, was a variety of beads, glass beads and, um, like Swarovski crystal beads and clay beads, like anything you can imagine. And then like uh, gemstone beads, all shapes, all colors. It was fascinating and amazing. And I love that job so much because it was incredibly creative. Mm-hmm. People would come in. And we would string up, you know, a bracelet for them and measure it for them. They would go and pick whatever beads they wanted. They'd create their own jewelry. Yeah. I'd put it together for them and they would leave. And every single person that came in that was over the age of 40, every single one said, oh, cherish those eyes while you have them, sweetheart. Because as <laughs> soon as you turn 40, your eyesight just plummets. I was like, yeah. okay. And once you hear the same thing over and over and over again, you're pretty sure that they're right. So I've just been like, 
looming, like I am not looking forward to aging because once I get there, it's just a plummet. Everything mm-hmm. just starts falling apart. So everyone says, but the eyes are the first things to go, apparently. Yeah, aging. It's Ex- fun. Unless you drink water. Yes. And have long water, arms. W- yeah, water saves you from everything, except apparently your heart stopping because it can't it can't uh, impact DNA, uh, apparently. So it doesn't That's change that. That's interesting. But it, but it possibly could have, you know, saved my life in, in other ways during that time. But uh, but yes, that is just my own little magic elixir of life. Um, the water. The water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I don't know how magic it is. You know, what is it? Seventy percent of our our body is made up of it. Makes sense that we should probably keep it uh, well sourced. But yeah. Uh, back to the pixel buds. I'm sorry you had that experience. My wife and I both have them. Uh, have had not have not had any of that. My yeah. favorite thing about them is they do fit my ears, and most buds don't. Um, so. I mean, I like literally went to the website to see if there was anything else I wanted to purchase from them. And there was this massive advertisement about how well they fit in ears. And I'm like, yeah. and it just like flies out of my That's ear. Wild. That's wild. Yeah. I mean, you do, you do have, you know, very flat ears. So, you know, that might be, it might be just I the, what? I'm just kidding. I have no idea. Your ears are always under your hair. I have no idea what your ears look like. <laughs> I know. I was like, wait a minute. How do you know my ear shape? That's so strange. I suppose we've known. Hey, by the way, happy 10-year friendship. Yeah, that's right. That is this we week. are We are like officially 10 years ago was when we met, sir. Mm-hmm. Can yeah. you believe that? I can. Um, what? Because it's just been like it's felt like forty years or something. Like it's been, it's, it's, it's gone by it's been in a flash. Ten years of dealing with this woman. I think it's cra- <laughs> I think it's crazier for you because you people when we, usually bail. Yes, when yeah. when we met, 100%. you were very clear with me. Like, okay, you know, we're gonna be friends for a couple years. And like you know, and, and then I'm gonna go do something else because this <laughs> yeah. is how I live my life. Yeah. Like you know, and I was like, okay, cool. Well, you know, that's unfortunate because you know we have a lot of fun together and we do good work together. Um, have you yeah. ever thought about long-term relationships and working partnerships? <laughs> I like, was like, no, no, commitments are weird. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've I've had friends that have uh, like friendships that have definitely lasted for a long time. But you are my longest friend. Because, wow. Well, think if, if you think about the time that we spend together, I have people I've no longer that okay. I consider friends. Sure. But this is the longest active friendship I've ever had. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and a lot mm-hmm. of it has to do with our working relationship. We and... also are forced to see each other a lot. So that helps. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it does, it does <laughs> you know. But you do hear, especially in our uh, industry or just the industry of like um, entertainment, those kind of things, when you have like pairs that work really well together, uh, you do hear about how on a lot of them, like as soon as they're off the air, like they go their separate ways and they are not, you know, like don't hang out. And we just like, our families like to hang out. We like to spend time yeah. together. Like we don't necessarily get sick of each other so that's that makes it easy yeah well okay fair enough no you're right (laughs) there have been ups there have been downs but i do i do when people uh when i talk about our friendship i i do have to state like the first foundation of our friendship was our literal job every day for four hours of that day 
was to talk to each other and find ways of having interesting conversations. And that involved a ton of laughter and a lot of creativity and a lot of pain because Mm -hmm. creative relationships are really, really intense. Really hard. Really hard. Yeah. Yeah. We have very, Aaron and I have very different opinions on things and yet we still have to put a product out at the end of the day. So it's a lot of just, okay, ego aside, let's do your idea, let's see what happens. And then a lot of just coming back to the table. And you know, when you're a creative person and you're doing a show and you're putting your heart and soul out there, a lot of things are like really personal and they mean something to you. They don't even realize they mean until you get in the thick of it. And we've just communicated through all of that, not well all the time, but for the most part, we're obviously still talking to each other after a <laughs> decade. That's amazing. S- still laughing together, <laughs> still having a good time, still producing yep. stuff. Um, and now we have you guys. It's just, it's fantastic. Yeah. It's yeah. really fun. It, it's, it's been absolutely great. It really is. I know I've, you know, uh, this, I'm not the first to use this metaphor. It's not the first time we've used this metaphor. But it really is a second type of marriage, right? Like it's a work marriage that is really, I I mean, it's kind of the same like commitment thing, the same uh, communication issues, the same (sighs) ability to, you know, work together on something because you have to. Like, I remember when I first started working in radio and I think it was in the first month of uh, us having a program director that we talked to every week about the show and kind of Mm -hmm. ideas and stuff. And there was one day, I don't know if it was our PD or our GM, I don't remember which, but somebody said, like, you guys are going to have a marriage together. And I was like, oh, okay, what? <laughs> what? I didn't sign up for that part. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I just want to come and talk on the microphone about whatever I want to mm. talk about and yeah. leave and go home and not have to think about anything. I don't want, mm. I don't want to have to work, really. I just want to talk. Is that a possibility? Mm-hmm. Um, but then, yeah, yeah the job evolved into a job where I was more than just talking on the microphone. And then the uh, relationship, it did, it like started to develop into these ways that long-term relationships develop. And in that way, Mm -hmm. I could see how it's very marriage-like in a way. And and when I first met your actual wife, Jen, she said the same thing. I'm like, okay, this is just normal radio conversation. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. this is a normal thing to say. And then it also has popped up in other like creative environments where there's, you know, a duo or a group mm-hmm. of people who are trying to create something together and it's a long-term thing. Yeah, it is it, there's mm-hmm. a lot you learn about yourself. <sighs> yeah. Well, I appreciate it. It's been very fun. I know at the beginning it very much was you just wanted to come in. I was, you know, you wanted me to throw out all the topics and do all the stuff and then you would just come in and bounce. Yeah, I just um, wanted to come in and play. <laughs> and come in and play. And that and that was fine. But over time I think those creative sparks within mm-hmm. you were like, no, I also want to create, not just play with what, you know, he's creating. I and... want to do something too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, totally. And that's no, that's, it, that's radio fair. for me was really uh and just while we're reflecting here. Um no, it's really, I love this. I hope everybody really else enjoys odd. it. It's fun yeah. for me. It was really odd because I like a variety of things to do, Monoton- like the monotonousness of a, of a job where you go in and you, you have the same thing is very, um, it's very hard for my soul to mm-hmm. feel like it has meaning and purpose. So with radio, there was this expressive, fun conversation. And then there was the other parts of work where like the part of my mind that's a logistics person or a business person or a projects person, I got to kind of like jump in and do these little things that were also these expressions of 
what I would now call my professional career, um, right. I had had a chance to do like project consulting and just little things here and there. But then radio is such a uh, an interesting space because it's just a few people running a station that does a lot of things in the community and is responsible for a lot of uh, the ins and outs of the business itself. So you can't just do one thing. You do need to jump in and help uh, and hopefully they define your job specifically to give you an idea of what you should be doing. And yeah. for me, I did promotions and I did some other stuff as well. And there were events to go to. So it was like I kind of got to pour all of me into one job for the first time because there was enough of a variety happening that I was really activated. And then I realized I cared about what I did. And that was a very different feeling. Yeah. To actually be and like, it was like, oh, a I moment. think I care about this. And I actually, because it got hard. Yeah. And it was it got hard in a way where like wrong things were happening to me as a person. And usually it's like, I don't need to be here. But then this part of me was alive where it's like, I want to be here though. So how do I, how do I work through mm -hmm. not wanting to be here because of the people, but wanting to be here because this is the most fun I've ever had in a job situation. So mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that was a really interesting growth experience. It's all just been the last 10 years. Guys, I have matured so much. <laughs> yeah. So, so much. Yeah, I remember I remember vividly when you started caring. Um, and <laughs> that you? sounds that, that sounds weird to say. <laughs> it it's not actually. like it's not like you it's not like you were apathetic. It's just that I should say investing uh, as opposed to caring. There was a moment when you were like, "Oh, now I'm invested in this." And because of that, the joy increased, but also the pain increased. And that is the deal with so long-term commitments, so whether it's a job or a person or relationship or whatever. Go crap. When, when you invest in something long-term, mm -hmm. the joy increases, but the pain also increases. And you know, that's, it involves sacrifice. It involves uh commitment. It's yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful, yeah, it's things a beautiful that human you, thing. That you want to change, but you don't have any power over changing. And so you have to just kind of go, well, that's just what it is. And am I okay with moving on from that? Like, it's just mm -hmm. a lot. Life is yeah. a lot. <laughs> Life <laughs> is a lot. It is a go. lot. But you kind of, there's certain things that you find that are worth fighting for. And that's not just fighting with the people around you necessarily, but like the internal struggle of mm -hmm. the fight or flight symptoms that we all have. And for mm -hmm. me, before radio and before meeting you and you helped to challenge me because you're mr steady as she goes mm -hmm. yeah this is what i'm doing i love for the, the rest of my stuff. life mm -hmm. and i'm yeah. okay with that i don't need to go explore over here and over here and over here and over here <laughs> i'm super happy here and i had not met somebody like that who was like incredibly and actually content to just do exactly what you were doing and we would mm -hmm. have conversations i i, I like who are you that you're you really just don't okay this is different and then you're like who are you this is so weird mm -hmm. <laughs> and our yeah. and then we realized that the uh, we both have such a different dynamic it was fun to explore those conversations together and then yeah it was like a, a just an experience of discovering that the fight inside of me was to overcome the fear of staying rather than running off and finding something new to enjoy it was facing the fears of staying and like sitting inside of something and watching it grow and doing the work and mm -hmm. i have loved it now now i'm like oh i can make a five-year plan and not panic panic yeah because <laughs> it was weird yeah. i think did you ask me like so what are your plans for the next like what's what's your five year goal yeah. and i just Where laughed you think, at you <laughs> yeah yeah you're like five years 
let's try five days and we'll go from there. <laughs> yeah, literally five hours from now, I'll probably go home. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. my plan. <laughs> I have. I don't think I've ever met somebody so in the moment uh, as Danae Hughes. Uh, you have, ever since I've known you, lived your moments in a way that is baffling to me. Somebody who loves to plan ahead. Um, so, yeah. So. Uh, new t-shirt idea. Life is a lot. Mm -hmm. I love this idea. Yeah. One of my favorite shirts that I have created so far is the go live life and do stuff shirt. Mm -hmm. Now I have a new goal. Just life is a lot. Nick instantly I'd buy that shirt. So I'm going to yeah. write that down because I want I want that to be a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that uh, I think uh, triggered that joy and brought that joy was the beginning of a little podcast about 10 years ago. Um, actually, it'll be 10 years next summer. Um, but that was shoe the dough. You want to, you want to shoe a dough? Yeah, let's do it. Still doing it. Still after shoeing doughs. All this time, still, still shoeing doughs. Hey, look at the, the, my stuff I didn't put away before the show. <laughs> Guys, just like joining us on the show today in the chair, my bag. Yeah. Yes. Um, it looks great for the pod, Thanks. for the podcast listeners. Let me just tell you, her space looks fine. It's, she's just overly little overly sensitive about leaving her bag on the chair. That's a nice, it's a nice little bag. Nice design yeah. and everything. Um, all right. So we will get into it. We'll do the uh, D and A and you will have a D topic and a topic and as many U topics as you would like. Um, just put a U at the beginning. So we know that you have a question for us or a topic you'd like us to discuss. Uh, we start with the D topic. The D stands for Danae. What is your topic? Okay, here you go, Aaron. Can you read it? <laughs> sure. Streaking is how you create good habits. <laughs> what current streak are you proud of? Yes, yeah, I just realized how I made that sound. I I was typing it out, and I was like, oh, dear. And then I didn't have enough time to figure out how to really reword it, mm -hmm. so I just ran with it. I am not talking about actual, like, stripped-down streaking, just to be clear talking about the streaks and that make habits in our life yeah um which is kind of what we were just talking about the idea of long-term patterns and, holy and those crap, kind of I things i didn't even yeah. think about that whoa yeah. dude it's all connected that's deep man it's all connected. it's all connected so what spurred this for me is that on the weekends for the past three weeks my friend jen has come to the house and we have gone on a walk together in the morning we walk to the coffee shop we have a little coffee we have a little bit of breakfast and we walk back home and not only is it a way to stay connected as friends and talk and catch up but it's moving my body which is a really new thing for me since i don't like to do that because mm -hmm. working out is not f as fun as eating junk food <laughs> for me it's a personal choice but and I when really today says eating junk food she means half a jelly bean Continue. I mean, like this tater tot. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I just was like, okay, this is only three. It's only three times, but I'm genuinely proud of myself. Now I know that statistically I'm not going to continue, especially if she doesn't join me because I am a and person. I'm a right hand person. I'm a with me person. I like to mm. do things with someone. I'm not motivated by solo work usually. Mm -hmm. So you know, she's leaving town for three months and I'm thinking my streak is about to come to an end. 
unless I decide to unless find you do it. Uh, yeah. or have somebody else come over and say, you know, like walk with me in the mornings. It is really hot in the mornings sometimes though. There was a there was a ninety five percent humidity. Yes. But it's still it still has its downfalls, but it's not as bad as the middle of the day. Anyway, so I was thinking about that. Oddly, this morning, podcast listeners, every time I start the show, I have a cup of coffee. I've done it since we started doing the morning DNA in this new format. And today mm -hmm. I accidentally ended the coffee streak because I forgot to make coffee. So I've got the two spectrums here. I've accidentally ended one and then I'm picking a new one up, so to speak. But it's just mm -hmm. an important topic in general to kind of be aware of the habits that we're creating uh, intentional or unintentional. So uh, appropriate question, the appropriate version, what is your current streak? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Uh, let's see. So everybody's right with you. Joker says, so my current streak, I like to start in the backyard, run around the front. Oh, wait, you meant something else. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, there's... Mikey on Twitter says, of course you run with it when you're streaking. Oh, uh, JC no, Davis God. says, oh, so it's not that streaking. Uh, puts, puts shirt back see, on. This is, I really <laughs> should have spent the time to figure out a way to reward this. <laughs> Joker says, but in all seriousness, the current stream I'm on is two hours every night of learning digital forensics, <gasps> something oh, I've always so wanted cool. to break into. <gasps> so I'm making the commitment to learning and applying the principles. Oh, so, whoa, whoa, whoa. I have so many questions, Joker. Ask is away. This, is this like the, um, like the reverse DNA searching stuff? Uh, like what you're doing, like the digital forensic stuff? Does it mean like you're joining the true crime channels and helping them look through like digital archives for clues because that's where my brain goes but yeah, I'm it has dramatic. to be something like that right like where you're doing work like dis discovery work online i would imagine is what yeah. digital uh, forensics is but we'll let joker explain that um yeah go lolly ahead, says i just completed a seven day streak of welsh lesson Oh, like the duo thing. Uh, um, mm -hmm. And then also I lost my big duo streak, but I'm going to try and stick with it. Duo is a great example. Mm -hmm. yeah, or even sure. like those uh, workout, seven minute workout apps and things like that. That really helps with the streaks. <clears throat> Nick says back in Febru February, I decided that it was time to get healthy and I'm starting week 23 of drinking a gallon of water and lifting and exercising. Lost 34 Whoa! pounds since. Uh, congratulations, Nick. That is awesome. That's incredible. Yeah. That's yeah, a lot of cool. pounds. Uh, Caleb says, I've been maintaining a journaling streak for about a year and a half. It really helps me analyze the moment and is a relaxing way to end the day. Oh, that's so good. I I did that for one year using an app. Oh, what's the name of that app? I actually still have it. Dalio? Did yeah, I just I pull that out of my brain? Yeah, Dalio. Um, and I didn't continue. I just wanted to do one year. It was very difficult for me to commit to. But I did it, and as soon as that year ended, I haven't opened the app since. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was really interesting because I I did, uh, it was a really difficult year. It ended on a really hard note for me, and so I just like, there's reason. Sometimes you just don't wanna go back and like even think about it. But I am always surprised when I come across journal entries in the past because there's parts of what I'm thinking in the moment that change as time goes on. And so when you can read it, you're reconnected with an old version of you that I think is really beautiful to remember. And since I am a live in my moment person, I, I feel like I've forgotten a lot about those kind of 
I guess I remember the milestones, but those minutia details about maybe something that you said or a way that you thought that are just lost to time. If you capture them and write them down and then you go back and look at them, that's a really interesting kind of, I like that a lot. That's a good streak. That is a good one. Um, yeah, Joker uh, clarifies, that's overall what I wanna do, like helping local law enforcement or even federal law enforcement with investigations. I'll probably start with general forensics within the IT world, eventually hope to break into criminal investigation, digital forensics. That's so fun. Yeah, that's wild. Um, yeah, I, I wonder if you listen to all of the true crime podcasting stuff too. Yeah. <laughs> I learned about a lot of the digital forensic stuff when I listened to, um, oh, what's what was that podcast I got obsessed with for a while there, Aaron? Serial? No. It's with the two Nat women. Pod? I have not listened to it in so long because I realized that it was kind of messing with my mind a little bit. You know, it's mm. just when you watch true true crime like shows a lot. Yeah, when you watch true crime shows a lot, even the ones that are just, lit, uh, you know, like CSI or something, mm -hmm. sometimes it just kind of gets stuck in your noodle. Yeah, that true uh, crime uh, genre is oh, quite a thing. gosh. Is it not in my feed anymore? I'm going to try to see if I can... It was something like the murder women or something like that or <laughs> right uh uh well they end it like and don't get murdered um georgia mm -hmm. hardstark and oh my, my gosh. favorite murder yes that's it okay yes i listened to that one and through that gr massive podcast which has a massive following they've brought on very interesting people to talk about digital forensics yeah. and um it was really really interesting i'm glad that i know the things i know and then i listen to it but i i just haven't gone back and dipped my toe in that pool for a while nice uh mikey says my current streak is in animal care care nine plus years with no dogs under my care going to the vet for fighting um, <gasps> oh so good job nice, that's hard yeah, man nice that's a difficult done. one dogs sometimes they just get a little moody uh, Elizabeth says, I did a writing streak last year where I wrote down something each day. I hope that uh, to do that again soon. Also exercising two to three times a week. Yeah. Very good. You know, it reminded me when you were saying about the, the app you used for exactly a year. I did the exact same thing with the one second a day video. I used oh, yeah. it for one year. I, you know, I did one second of video a day. I enjoyed like the finished product, but honestly, just like the pressure of what's my second of video for today. <laughs> What is the most, it was just what's, like, I just, what's the best representative for my day today? <laughs> yeah, it was just, it was one Laundry. of those things where it was like, I get how this is a fun little video journal kind of exercise and I get mm -hmm. why people do it. It's just, it wasn't for me. And, um, and yeah. yeah. It's fun to experiment with those things though from time to time. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, Doc says, this is kind of related. I've been trying Twitch streaming for the last year. That's totally related, 100%. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Acres Ridge says, my current streak is eating Taco Bell at least once a week for the past 25 years. LOL. <laughs> Woo! Nicely you done. My parents took us to Taco Bell every single Sunday after church for probably a year. I mean, it seemed like it was, it could have been longer. Uh, yeah. We had a consistent Taco Bell every Sunday thing, and I loved it so much. My first job was working at Taco Bell and I can still eat Taco Bell. And that's how you know that you have like a connection to a food that you can have. Right. And my mom said she liked to eat burritos when she was pregnant with me. So 
I like to think that I have been having Taco Bell <laughs> <laughs> since the uterus. Since I was in utero. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, okay, let's talk about that. Yes, exactly, Acres. I'm still pissed they took away my taco salad. Taco salads ruled so that the tostada and so did the Mexican pizza. Come on, Taco Bell. What are you doing to us? Wow. They just introduced the flatbread tacos. Those are really <sighs> nice. Um, that potato one's really good. The, uh, I I think, what was I going to, what was I going to say? Um, oh, oh, going to work um, and still liking to, you know, do the things from your work. I worked at Target for a few months, and I've never been in one since. Um, so <laughs> that's probably not literally true, but it's basically but, true. Yeah, it feels. Um, it feels so, true. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Uh, here's one from Jacob who says, "I'm trying to start a streak of getting to bed earlier so I can wake up earlier for my fall classes." It's a good one. That is a good mm -hmm. one. Sleep is important. Definitely Frank important. says, my current streak is closing in on 36 years of nice. breathing. Well done. That's good. That's yeah. important. Should do and that blinking, you've been breathing and blinking and probably salivating the mm -hmm. whole time. Mm -hmm. Look at yeah. us go. I don't have a current, I don't have 36 current years of breathing. So no, that's, that's you broke your streak. Ever, I broke that streak. <laughs> how how many years of breathing? What's your new streak like, Aaron? Where are you at? Uh, I think, I don't think I stopped breathing the last time my heart stopped. So I think it's just the one, just the, it's just uh, the one time, the one time. So uh -huh. yeah, I'm about four years of breathing or so. Yeah. Um, three or four years. I forget when it happened, but yeah. Yeah, me too. I try not to think about it at all. <laughs> uh, Nick's yep. at, about Target. Nick adds, well, like a Stockholm syndrome patient, I worked at Target for five years and I can't stop going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh yeah. Yep. So that's kind of what's been on my mind. I think nice. it's important to create some good habits and I I really do hope that I am incentivized to continue to walk. The first time I walked, I was a, I was sore for a little like a little bit that day and a little bit the next day. But uh it's a it was really nice to feel my my body power again. I mm -hmm. uh it's been a long time since I've activated my workout part of my personality. The last time I was really, really, really into like just being fit was when I practiced martial arts. And that was a long time ago now. Mm -hmm. um, and my motivation was again, people. I went, I loved going to the classes with the people that were there. And so I'm not mo motivated to go back into martial arts because it's different people. So mm -hmm. I don't know, it's just kind of finding that social thing. There's also a, um, a place just around the corner from us that is do that does like yoga classes and stuff. And now that um, it, it feels like we're getting kind of back to normal a little bit, I, I'm thinking about when I would go to a public class again. I'm still not mm -hmm. quite ready personally, that I'm not ready even though I have been vaccinated, I'm still not quite ready to just jump into a mm -hmm. lot of situations as, uh, as I was in the before times. But I know that on the horizon, I also have that where I can very conveniently go in the corner and maybe just do something that's not like high impact because martial arts is really high impact. Yoga is not quite so. Anyhow. Also, if you don't know this, uh, our local area is in national news right now for being the hotbed of the Delta outbreak. So like that is that Yay. is where we live. Good for us. Yeah. Go like all my national podcasts that I listen to, I'm like, they keep mentioning uh, our city and I'm just like, oh, okay. Well, you know, hey, good to be known for something, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Or not. Or not. Mm -hmm. Uh, well, there you go. You ready to move on to the A topic? I'm ready. 
Okay. Yeah, I mentioned it. Uh, what's your favorite Olympic sport and why? Um, I, I find it so interesting when the Olympics come because something activates in me. And it's just like it's it's not the nationalism thing. It's not the go USA thing as much as it is. Look at these amazing people who are the best at these these sports like I just like I will watch, you know, uh, three uh, three on three basketball and then I'll watch. I'm just trying to think of all the things I watched. I watched archery for about 45 minutes this weekend. And was just enthralled in the nuance of the sport. This uh, the I, I watched the mixed um, the mixed archery doubles, and so I'm watching this uh, Mexican team go up against the Dutch, and you know, and then the winner of that went up against I believe Korea, um, and so the the Korean team's supposed to like win all the archery medals, and this Dutch team was like giving them a run for their money, and I'm just like these people are incredible. They're so far away from that bullseye and they're hitting like the direct center. And I just, I don't know. I just find people being amazing at what they do. Incredible. So I, I was curious if there are any of those sports that when, you know, they pop up during the Olympics, you're like, I kind of like that sport, you know, like, do you watch it? What do you watch and, and why? Um, so, yeah. Lolly says dressage because yes. dancing horses. Sure. Oh I forgot about that being an Olympic thing. I'm back yeah. in on Olympics. <laughs> well, and you had mentioned Danae synchronized swimming, and there uh -huh, are there are those. Go ahead, you can you can talk about it a little bit. I just oh. dressage reminded me of that a little bit because there are those Olympic sports that are like presentational and mm -hmm. they don't feel like competition, even though they are. They feel more like art in some ways. So yeah, the the synchronized swimming is so confusing to me who decided to do this one day but you know it's just a couple people are like let's make star shapes in the water and try to make it like <laughs> you know okay let's just try to like make sure that we're staying completely even and, and someone gets on a ladder and says you guys look completely in sync and they're like let's let's mm -hmm. do competitions about it and it fascinates me how they can be so precise with all of their movements and it reminds me of like rocket style stuff where there's just this precision to it and this presentation to it this uniformity that you have to think about dancers is another one that i've i can easily think about too um uh like on so you think you can dance when there's a group of people that are just doing something so perfectly uh synchronized it, it's mm -hmm. i love watching that stuff uh so I think that one for me is one, but then just the ability to do all of the things that they're doing while holding their breath and balancing in water. And I guess maybe kind of reminds me of my youth whenever I was in my grandma's pool with my cousins and we were trying to do cool stuff underwater all the time. It's, it's amazing. Um, also yeah. pinching your nose like that. I, it's a good idea. You know, it's just a good idea. I'm always There's like, what are they wearing? And they, it's really, it's really fancy stuff. I, like I was trying to think of other sports that you might enjoy that deal with synchronization. There mm -hmm. is synchronized diving. Have you ever watched synchronized yes, diving? I do like synchronized diving as well. Mm -hmm. um, rhythmic gymnastics. Some of the team stuff in rhythmic gymnastics has a little yep. bit of synchronization oh, stuff. Oh, like cheer? Too, so. when, when there's mm -hmm. a, a live stream of uh, the cheer competitions, even just mm -hmm. throughout the year, I love watching those. I just, that yeah. stuff I love. Yeah. So those those would be mine. This is a common answer. Jacob says curling because of the interesting strategy involved. 
This is the so there are certain sports during the Olympics that uh, for certain of us tweak our oh those rules are interesting brain you know like like what is the strategy here how do you you know how does this sport work and that is definitely part of it for me too is watching a sport that I don't understand and learning about the different rules and what they're trying to do and how amazing it is that you know. Uh, that they do it. And curling is definitely one of those that tweaks that for a lot of people. So, yeah. I don't know anything and, about the rules at all. Is it like you know shuffleboard on ice? Correct. It's the one where you you slide the stone uh, yeah. on the ice. And it's... it's With the it's, brooms. Well, the, you don't slide it with <gasps> the brooms. <gasps> the brooms are Ooh. to adjust the, the, the slickness of the ice, more yeah. or less, as yeah. the stone is moving. Again, just and the... And to turn it. To invention the the invention of this as a as a as a pastime the origin story right? of sports it's just bored people doing stuff with you know well, but you look at but but then you look at yes bored people doing stuff that turns to people dedicating their life to doing the thing that bored people did right like and to to somehow figure out if we sweep the ice in a certain way we can literally make this stone turn right like if we sweep a certain like it's just it's so it's mind-boggling to me and i love it um mm -hmm. but curling is is a is a big one for sure sonic screwdriver says climbing is going to be amazing this that's year that's going to be a fun one sports climbing is really fun to watch um, is that a new one i don't know if that's new in the olympics this year um but is it like freeform climbing up a rock Kind of it's thing? basically it's basically like, like um, indoor rock climbing stuff. Indoor rock climbing, okay. and you race to the top, you know, kind of thing. So yeah. with like a gladiator at top that like bops them back down. <laughs> yes, <laughs> for some reason they went gladiatorial with the the climbing, but yes, absolutely. Acres Ridge says soccer. My dad worked a lot of overtime to buy us tickets to the '96 Olympics. Oh, that's so cool in Atlanta to go watch soccer. It was one of my favorite childhood memories. That would yeah. be pretty incredible. Yeah. Yeah, that would be fun. Um, there's lots of lots of curling in the chat. Oh, absolutely. And I, I will say JCD says I can't say summer Olympic sport. I didn't specify summer or winter purposely because I, I wanted to open it up to the winter Olympics as well. Um, and mentions bobsledding uh, as far as one of his uh, winter favorite winter sports. That is bobsledding is no, I'm thinking of luge. Bobsledding is, isn't quite as dangerous as luge. Luge is one of those I watch and I like those people are going to die. Yeah. Um, yeah. Don't. So, yeah. yeah. Don't say that. Um, Mikey says summer is diving. I was on my high school swim team, nice. and winter is curling because it's so compelling. I don't get it. I must be missing something. I must be missing something. I think you're everyone's missing. Everyone's talking about curling, and I'm like, I just every time I've watched it, I see a big stone on the ice. And then like the, you push it and then the whole team is just like watching intently and there's just furious brooming happening. And mm -hmm. that's, that's, I, is that it? Is that's that, it. is that? Yeah, you okay, got it. Okay, okay. You got it. There's it's no. Just the, it's the competition part of it. It's the like, are they going no to be able like. a bucket of like really hot water that, you know, creates <laughs> an instant gorge that you have to jump over or something. Right, Nothing? right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's just sliding yeah. on ice. Okay. Uh, Sonic clarifies there are three types of climbing, uh, boulder, speed, and endurance. Um, I was not aware of that. That sounds amazing. That is interesting. Uh, he enjoys the boulder climbing uh, most. 
Lucas says, artistic gymnastics, of course. It's beautiful and exciting to see every move. I agree. And I Listen, think- Listen, oh, go sorry. ahead. No, 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 go ahead. I, I was just, uh, I noted that when I looked up the synchronized swimming, it's called artistic swimming. So maybe there's like a category of artistic gymnastics and then, then there's artistic swimming as well. So oh, I don't know how many different things are in that category. Um, Man. The the gymnastics are even more compelling when you know that you have someone competing who is like the greatest that's ever done it. And Simone Biles is just an incredible athlete. And to watch her do what she does in gymnastics is just mind blowing. It's kind of similar to when like, you know, Michael Phelps was swimming or, you know, whatever the case may be, when you know you've got like a talent in an, an athlete that just excels on the next level. I just I find that stuff um absolutely captivating so yeah I'm, I'm excited to see what simone does i i watched like the the u.s uh, gymnastic trials i enjoy watching simone biles uh so much so yeah, yeah pretty amazing um my favorite ruan 78 uh says architecture used to be an olympic quote-unquote wow. sport the amsterdam olympic stadium won the gold in 1928 and then Lolly adds that poetry was an Olympic sport also in the olden days. Yeah. Whoa. Hey, we're getting educated here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Caleb says, I like volleyball and swimming, but I can't motivate myself to watch them this year. I, I Same. Same. Kale says uh, handball is intense. Is there a handball? Handball's great. Yeah. Handball is basically like basketball with some different rules and you throw the ball into a net instead of a hoop. So, you know, it's like wow. basketball meets soccer um, in some ways. Um, so, yeah, it's the, op it's you know, it's football and handball. You know, it's the, it's kind of, it's like football, but with hands. So, yeah, it's interesting. Wow. Uh, I do like, I do like handball. That's a fun one. I watched some of that this weekend. Uh, Lolly says, if we're including winter stuff, ice dancing is my guilty pleasure. Totally get oh my that. Gosh. That's another presentational one. So many memories watching ice dancing or ice skating with my mom and my dad. That was the mm. thing that we all sat down and watched together. The, the pair of people doing all of the triple luxes and stuff like this, which is why we watched that movie. There was a movie that came out. It was about a hockey player that turned into a uh Are you talking a, a the figure Will skater? Movie? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, it's like a love story of this hockey player that they they end up going to the Olympics to try mm -hmm. to win gold and he's uh, like they're practicing so she can do this really impressive move. We watched that so much because my mom and dad I think must edge. be obsessed the cutting edge. Yes. They must be obsessed with figure skating because I feel like we watched nothing but figure skating during the Olympics. And then I think we watched that movie way more than I, I probably have a really awkward memory of it though. If my mom was in chat, she'd correct me. So I popped this one up here. Sonic says, how does everyone feel about the sports that are judged? Because we're talking about gymnastics, ice dancing, presentational sports where the competition is so subjective. Like it's, Oh, I found that beautiful or I didn't find that beautiful. You know, those kind of things. Um, I think you just kind of have to accept that the judging is going to be what the judging is. It's, it's, I mean, it is a, a huge opportunity for bias and corruption mm -hmm. and all those kind of things. Um, it's a lot simpler when whoever touches the, 
you know, the end of the swimming pool first wins. That's a lot simpler, you know, than than uh, the Romanian judge gave a seven point five when it was clearly better than that. Like, yeah. So, um, so yeah, the judge stuff. It is just it is what it is. There's no real other way to do those kind of interpretive um, sports or competitions. So, yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, go ahead. Sorry. Evan says wrestling because it's the best individual sport and an original Olympic event. Mm-hmm. But team handball is really exciting and underrated. I agree. Team handball is really, really fun. Um, <gasps> yeah. Dude, were you were you about to do the speed skating one from Chris Batkinson? Yeah. Oh, my yeah. gosh. I forgot that was a thing, too. Yeah. There's so many interesting things to watch. I always but every time the Olympics comes around, I don't stop to watch and mm-hmm. i should but i don't i don't i'm boring i guess i don't know <laughs> yeah yeah um all right i don't know if there's any uh any others the will ferrell movie was blades of glory uh that kind of made fun of the cutting edge and other movies like that um so you might enjoy that if you've seen the cutting edge a million times <laughs> um I although did. you're not usually a will ferrell person so. no i'm not so yeah sorry I, 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 no, I'm not sorry. I just don't. I'm not. <laughs> uh, I did not see this. Aker says, did anyone see the triathlon start where the boat was in the way of the diving platform? That's no good. What? I totally missed that. I'll have to look that up. But yeah. I like it. Yeah. I like that at all. JCD says, I saw the fencing final the other day. Kind of wish I had the option to do that. Fencing is another interesting one. Um, You know, poke somebody with a sword. That sport. is. That's one that I'll watch sometimes on YouTube videos. The the people who fence, incredible, just like out mm-hmm. and little needle pokes of death. Yeah, you think yeah. about where that stuff were. Like you know, you start doing sword play so that you can battle, and then it turns into this art form now because mm-hmm. we don't need to poke each other for swords anymore. Yeah. There was certainly a we got guns. I'm sorry. There, there was a moment early on in my life where I thought uh, fencing was a sport about putting up a fence, where it was like oh, who could put cute. the fence up. The that's fastest. cute. That is that is not what it is. At all. No, it isn't. It's but actually about selling stolen goods. Um. All right. So yep. I think we're ready for the you questions. Uh. What do you got? What do you want to know? Put it in the comments. Put a you in front of it. Um, and if you had one earlier, please. Put it back in because we've had enough in the chat that we can't scroll all the way back up and see everything. Right. Please and thank you. So, Please and thank you. Yeah, whatever you want us to talk about, let us know and we will do our best. Um, let's see. Aker says, for those with family in other states, how do you help your siblings take care of elderly parents so your siblings don't feel all the weight themselves? Boy, this is a huge uh, life thing for a lot of people. Many of you may not even be thinking about this yet. Um, totally get that. Um, but uh, but yeah, for for many people, there comes a point where you know taking care of your parents the way they took care of you when you were helpless becomes the thing. And mm-hmm. um, you know, I know uh, it it impacts most families in that way. So I don't know. Do you I, have any thoughts today? It's hard. Um, it's hard for for me the 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 examples I have in my life. Everyone's lived close, so um, we have that luxury of being close. So my my uh, last living grandparent 
is turned 91 last week and she has four children two still live close and they talk regularly about her care um so uh, and then my um, my grandparents who have passed on, they one actually went to live with my mom and dad for a while. They um, even though they, she was local, she lived just a, in another town really near like close by when she got to the point where she needed help. They took their garage and they converted it into a little apartment that had a, an appropriate bathroom and just the, the right amount of space for her to just have a, have space that could be her own, but still attached to the house. And that is still like the living room we all hang out in now that she's gone. So it just became part of the house. So, um, but it was a sacrifice for them for a lot of reasons. They obviously had to pay for that, you know, and it was a pretty big undertaking plumbing and all this stuff that needed to get put mm -hmm. in and everything like that. Um, but then also just the, it's a lot, it's a lot to have to think about caring for not an infant that you can carry around with you, you know, mm -hmm. and you can like, throw on your shoulder and put in a little like boppy bop thing situation and jump into target. You have a right. full grown person that needs a lot of attention. So I've been thinking about this a lot too, just for myself, cause I'm the daughter that lives closest to my parent. And so, um, but if they lived far away, I think I would really be looking at insurance options because um, my grandparents had invested in, like long-term care type things that give them access to um, like privatized help where someone can come to the house and help with shopping and things like that. And I think I would start it as early as I possibly can, or even just creating some kind of a fund that I could pay into because you're going to have to either find a local person to be representative for you or move them. Right. So it's just, it's a big one and it's heavy, but it's an important thing to, try to think about as early as you can and, and really talk to them while they're still cognizant as well. That was a really big thing mm -hmm. is to continue to check in with the grandparents as they, as they aged. And it was, it's hard. It's hard to take their keys away. It's hard to take their freedoms away and it's hard to watch them age and have to go through that stuff. So if you kind of prepare by having a community, I think that's the best option, but it's scary. It's a, that's a yeah. big one. That's a really yeah. big topic. It is a big topic. Uh, my dad in the chat says, awaiting your answer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so no pressure. No pressure for, for my answer right now. Mr. I won't be held accountable for anything I say. Mr. Dicer, the jet setter who gets to fly mm -hmm. around and visit places. Well, yeah. except for coronavirus. Yeah. I think they're in the uh, Delaware plans. area right now. Um, so, so I'm in Delaware. <laughs> so so for uh for me all jokes aside yeah i think it'll be a, a continued conversation between siblings i don't and know parents how that popped up and um, I, I genuinely don't know how that popped up did, what did you what did you just click on today? i just touched why did you, the space why did you bar do it? i just touched the space bar <laughs> i got it i got you okay uh Sorry. it will be it will be a continued conversation um with parents and siblings about options, processes, respecting wishes, um, all that kind of stuff. And you're right, communication ahead of time is is absolutely the key. Uh, that doesn't make it easy. That doesn't mean it will be all uh, rainbows and sunshine, but uh, but it does at least give you some guidance as far as kind of what 
what to do. My my instinct is that there is there is an interesting elder care industry, and like most industries, it can be wrought with scam and mm-hmm. it can be wrought with corruption. Um, but it also provides, um, you know, a a needed um, service. So, you know, finding finding a way to navigate that and understanding that, and um, and yeah, my uh, my my last grandparent uh, just died fairly recently, and was in an elder care facility um, for a while, and dealt with dementia and all those kind of things, and mm-hmm. it's it's a very painful. Painful it thing, is. and I, I know my parents very specifically have dealt with this question with siblings and how do we do this and um, it's a those lot. kind of things. So it is, it is a lot. So in fact, my mom is also in the chat apparently. And uh, says, one thing, uh, oh, 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 I would say real quickly is to find find um uh people who have gone through what you've gone, what you might be going through, and have had positive experiences, and then try to figure out how to duplicate that. So if it's a specific mm-hmm. organization, is there an organization? either the same one locally or wherever your person lives. So, Yeah. My mom also in the chat says, uh, we chose to split responsibilities. Since I lived far away, I took care of finances. My sister took care of medication and my brother dealt with maintenance slash physical issues. So again, clear communication, understanding of, you know, mm-hmm. what works best for your family uh, is, is probably good. And my brother is communicating in the chat right now. Saying, the whole family's here. Uh, it's all you, bro. That's all you. <laughs> if my brother was in chat, he would actually have said the exact same thing. He'd be like, "It's all on you, D. You got this." <laughs> uh, so yeah, no, great question. I really appreciate those kind of uh, those deeper topics. So, so yeah. Um, let's see. We I like this one you. from. Oh no, good. JCD uh, has a you question. Do you have a favorite story of someone trying to cheat at a sport? I remember reading of how someone tried to cheat at fencing by putting a button in his sword i'm not even what sure is... what that means a button it like a button you push that like extends the end <laughs> it's like a button. gotcha or like I a sewing button like a shirt button i have no idea what that means um, does that mean it ex- yeah does it make it a little bit longer so you know at the tip it's just a little bit longer and closer to the target so it touches a little faster I than know. it should i possibly you know baseball is one of the sports that deals with this all the time and i don't necessarily have favorite stories of cheating but it's been really interesting this season to see the stuff they're doing with pitchers and trying to at least wave at the idea that pitchers are using substances to um you know throw better and the you know baseball is very much a pitcher's league right now uh pitchers are in the same way that it was a hitter's league when they were um when the steroid era was happening with mcguire and sosa and all that um i don't know it's 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 uh it's a fascinating thing to me and i think it just needs to be well defined so people know what they can and can't do um but uh i think it's not i like for me my favorite stories are when it's not cheating it's like a loophole that's kind of the stuff I like where it's like tricking, not cheating. Like in baseball, for instance, um, you know, the hidden ball trick where the first baseman will pretend to throw the ball back to the pitcher. And so the guy will start leading off the base and then I'll be like, nope, still got the ball tag. You're out. Uh, like that kind of stuff is kind of the stuff I enjoy. Football plays where it's like a trick play. Um, that's not cheating. But I, I like the idea of like being creative within the rules um, to make something happen. So... Yeah, those those would kind of be my answer. What you just heard Aaron say is define cheating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, really, definitely, definitely. 
I was just looking at, I'm trying to figure out uh, like this cheating thing because I'm, I'm mm -hmm. really curious. Boris Onachensko, uh, uh, he had an electronic cheating system with his glove, which allowed him to trigger a score with his hand, whether he hit his opponent with a fencing, uh, is it Epe? Oh. Is what is what the very, very fast Google search I accidentally clicked on a really long article. I was trying to skim, skim through, scam through. I was trying to scam it. Uh oh, um, and it was too juicy. There was too much information. So I did a quick search, and that's what it said. I think it was 1976. So interesting. Hmm. So it's all. It was like um, short circuiting the scoring system. Basically. I think so. Huh. Yeah, that's cheating. That, that's definitely that's definitely cheating. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no question there. Understand the rules, and then don't do that. Yeah, that's it. Uh, where was the one that I was looking at a moment ago? Coffee and tea, the job in me. A cup, 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 boy. All right, we'll just go to this one because this is an easy one for me. Uh, Jacob the Hudge one says, Lord of the Rings theatrical or extended? Extended. Oh. Always, always extended. <laughs> yeah, I love, yeah. love, love, love. And then you watch all of the making ofs and mm -hmm. all of the behind the scenes. Yep, yep. all the and commentaries. You watch all the commentaries. Mm -hmm. yep. You get everything in your brain. Yes. Uh, that the making of those movies was one of the coolest things I've ever watched for behind the scenes stuff. They took such mm -hmm. care in so many different ways, and it made me appreciate the movies in a way that I. I didn't realize I needed um, mm -hmm. the making of those movies is fascinating. So mm -hmm. I highly recommend if you haven't ever watched the making of Lord of the Rings stuff, watch it. Um, it's long and detailed, but it is so interesting. Like how they made the things, how they created the things people lost their finger, their, their fingerprints. Like they literally do not have fingerprints on their fingers anymore. Mm -hmm from creating all of the things that they wanted to do right yep. with this content. And I love it. They are now major criminals uh, because <laughs> yep. they, they can be, but uh, yeah, but, they yeah. Can. Mm -hmm. there you go. Uh, Nick says you question, Aaron, have you had the chance to see the new Nick Cage cage movie pig yet? I think it's my favorite movie of the year so far. I have not Nick. Um, it is on my list to check out. Um, it has not played around here and, uh, and I don't think it's streaming yet, but um but I do plan on seeing it at my earliest convenience. I've heard good things. Um, Mikey Hates on Twitter asks, I'd like to write, but my animal care is my calling. What uh, was your dream job versus your calling? This is hmm. an interesting question because for me, I think sometimes like your dream job is your calling. So, but I think how I would answer that is like, um, one of the things I think that I am, it's an interesting question, I am called to do is probably more massage therapy. I hear from every single client that I've ever had that I have a way of approaching the tissue that is rare and it's relieves tension in a way that they cannot find from other massage therapists, despite years and years of trying after I stopped seeing clients. Um, which by the way, I stopped seeing clients when I went on radio. So it's been 10 years since I have had active clientele. I still hold my license because it's something that I don't ever want to lose. Um, but I would say that's probably something that 
I'm, I would say I was called to do because when I work on a, a person, I, I really feel an interesting connection with what I'm doing. There's an instinct to it. There's like a, a I can almost, I remember my teachers talking about how you can see the tissue. And when my first day of classes, I was like, that's really interesting way of saying that. And she would say, you can almost with, use your fingertips to see. And now I know what that means. And I think that not every massage therapist can do that or has an instinct to do that. And then you couple that with just other reasons that my practice might be different than other people's practices. So um, I, I literally to this day, if I go out uh, and I'm around anyone who used to have work for me, I literally every single time will have someone be like, please, please, please start massage therapy again. I need you. And so that would be probably my answer. My mm -hmm. uh, dream job is probably what I'm doing now, which is really cool to say. Uh, yeah, I would need to have a conversation about, uh, the definition, uh, different Imagine difference that. between what? dream job and calling. What's I'm, that, I'm just, I'm genuinely not a, sure you need I can a, parse it. Um, do you need definitions to find? What? No. Calling I'm just, indicates, I'm, interpre I'm interpreting what mm -hmm, the question yeah, is. And I'm going to try as well. Um, okay. but the, the calling to me seems to indicate some sort of like outside force is saying this is what you must do. This is what um, uh, I'm telling you to do. Now for many, because I hear it in, in the religious terms, right? The idea of God's calling in your life. Like that is a phrase I've heard, you know, many, many times, but it could also mean something like, you know, the universe calls you to do this, you know, like, and so if I'm thinking of it in that way, um, I, I think mine are pretty lined up. My dream job, job I do feel is, you know, what I was designed to do, what I was made to do, yeah. what I was called to do, those kind of things. Um, it's, you know, it, I, I have a dream job. If I were to think of other dream jobs, um, I could certainly think of them. Um, you know, professional poker player, that's a dream job. That's, you know, not necessarily a calling. Professional um, super taster. You could rank the most bland calling. foods. <laughs> oh, that's this, true. This piece of white bread is so much better than this piece of white bread. This has bread. a little more sugar in it. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, mine are pretty lined up, and I am very well aware of how fortunate I am to uh, have a living doing something that would be a dream for many people, and is indeed mm -hmm. a dream for me as well. So I, yeah. I'm I'm aware of that, um, and very thankful for that. This one's from Medina who asked, did you buy anything during Amazon Prime Day? No, I didn't actually. I didn't either. That's uh I learned yeah. something uh years back about Amazon Prime Day. <laughs> well, it's all a ruse, but um they have deals all the time. Every day you can log in and you can see incredible like Amazon deals. Uh and I just I started to follow those trends and I realized that they would increase their prices and then they would go on sale, which is what happens in normal stores too. So the allure of Amazon Prime Day uh, plummeted for me once I realized that if I really want something, I can just do something called price tracking, which you can do on your Google Chrome browser uh, really easily. Google does it for you if you want to. There's other options that'll do it for you too, or you can just track prices and I could get the same thing whenever I wanted to without that push of like, I need to get this right now. 
And mm. so uh, after about a year of just going on for their daily deals that they were having, I just realized what the trends kind of were for stuff. And um, my trick is to put it in my cart and then save it for later. And once I do that, I start to get a lot of information about when they go on sale because they're watching us. So mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, yeah. well, then you know that I'm a, I want an instant pot. So tell me when it's on sale and I'll buy it. <laughs> and they do. <laughs> so it works. <laughs> uh, Lolly says, you question, what's your favorite Olympic sports movie? I'm partial to Eddie the Eagle. Um, all the ones I would mention have been named. Cutting edge um, for me. <laughs> <laughs> Miracle is my answer. Miracle is my favorite Olympic oh, sports okay, okay, movie. Okay. Um, I think it's just, it's really well done. Cool Runnings has also been mentioned. That's certainly a great answer as well. Um, yeah, but those those would be those. Cool. I think we made it through, didn't we? Uh, nope. Lucas says, what's the story of the football from The Incredibles back there? Um, the story is uh, when I went to see... Um, the Incredibles? No, no, no. That was the Frozen uh, that I'm thinking of. I think somebody just got it for me. Somebody who uh, knows I like um, Pixar stuff. It may have even been my parents uh, who worked at Disney for a while, had access to a special Disney store for the employees, like the employee store or whatever, where um, you get d discounts on stuff. It may have come from something like that. Uh, certainly money, much of my Pixar stuff does. Um, so yeah, I think yeah. it's just something that somebody got me at some point because they know how much I love Pixar movies and the Incredibles. And so, yeah, I think that's, that's probably the answer to that question. I'm not 100% sure, but I he don't so. know. I don't know. He just likes the things he collects them. I do. I do. Well, there you go. There you go. We have we have done the show. We've shooed the dough, and it's all thanks to you guys. Thank you so much for watching. We go live every Monday. Uh, the idea is to go live every Monday and some days, so make sure that you've clicked your notification on whatever platform you're watching. We stream live to all at once because that's what we do. We go live mm -hmm. at 9 a.m. Central on Mondays and again sometimes on Sundays. Mm -hmm. Not Sundays. Some, some days, days mm -hmm. specifically yes. we are also fully supported by our fans at patreon.com slash studio dna uh where you can find out more information about the other podcasts that our little network produces um we have an amazing support group not only of fans but of people who help us out at the studio with other podcasts things like that so you can learn more about that again at patreon.com slash studio dna and that's all for today. Um, that's it. For my Twitch folks, hang out for a sec, and I will shoot you to a new location because that's Sounds what I Sounds good. Do. Hey, guys. We love you. We'll, uh, we'll catch you on the uh, next Monday or someday. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to listen to us shoo another dough. If you'd like to watch the show live, we stream it on Mondays and Sundays at 9 a.m. Central on all major streaming platforms. Subscribe, follow, join the conversation on YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, or maybe you can also be a member of way. Team DNA. Members get their own custom podcast feed that will include not only the Monday show, but all bonus shows we do through the rest of the week. Membership is five bucks a month, and you can join today at patreon.com slash studio DNA. Finally, thank you so much for being a part of this fun little community of awesomeness. Remember, your quirks aren't bugs, they're features. Find them, celebrate them, and know you're loved and valuable for just being you. See you next time. At Parker, our purpose is simple. 
We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.